0: Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst, and if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. Well, welcome everyone to the Bridgeway Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We are starting a new series on community. We have uh, what we call community groups here at Bridgeway. We abbreviate them as C groups, and um, we uh, they basically are uh, our. uh, fellowship groups or uh, house churches or whatever you want to call them. And uh, we, we meet, uh, most people meet like once a week or every other week and uh, in people's homes, small groups of, of, of people with their kids. And we get together and we do all kinds of things. We pray and sing and uh, teach and encourage one another and hang out and eat together. And um, we just wanted to take four weeks and try to explore some underlying characteristics of what we want our community groups to look like and maybe talk about what's hard, um, what uh, some vision for them would be, and how to include our kids in that, and then what are some of the biblical foundations for why we do community and what it should look like. And so um, we're gonna start right at the top, or maybe I should say right at the bottom, with the foundation, and we're gonna be looking at the biblical foundations for community groups today, basically, and uh, maybe casting a little bit of biblical vision for why they exist, why we should be a part of them, why they matter, and what they should look like. So in order to walk us through the next four weeks, uh, I've got uh, Andy Edwards in here with me. Uh, And he'll join us for each episode. So, Andy, how are you? Glad you're here. Man, I'm excited. I'm really excited about community, talking about it. Um, It's kind of
1: a popular word. Yeah. And and probably defined in some interesting ways and some idealism that goes along with community. But, man, for where we're at at Bridgeway, um, it feels really good to be casting a biblical vision for what community is and can look like here. And so, I'm just excited to walk with you through what it looks like. And then, four weeks of like, okay, Mm. All the goods, yeah. the bads, the, I mean, we're going to be talking about kids, which is like wild and crazy yeah. and, um, you know, S- spiritual, spiritual gifts, yeah. which is just real simple. And, yeah, so and easy then, to And apply. then mission, I think yeah. maybe the thing that we still struggle understanding is that missional piece, which mm-hmm. will be in a
0: few weeks. Yeah, so, so that'd I'm be really sorry. helpful. Um, so let's kind of start, and also let's. we should probably say, like, you you just kind of added on to your role here at Bridgeway. Talk to us a little bit about that and what your new role is and... yeah.
1: Uh, title is pastor of community and mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Pastor of discipleship and mission. Isn't discipleship it funny? Community. And if I think community, it's community, just stuck in it just, my head. It's there. Discipleship. So, and the reason that we put those into one role, I mean, honestly, is every time we kept opening our Bibles, we were like, I, I feel like discipleship and mission, mm. like they need to be together. Um, if you're making disciples, you're actually making disciples that are falling in love with Jesus and then telling other people about how good he is. Right. And so, mi- doing
0: missions is kind of part of making disciples. and Yes,
1: yeah. it's this crazy circle. Yeah. And so I think it was time when we said, let's not silo the two. Let's bring them together, which means all of our mission is going to primarily run through our community groups, cool. especially local. And then, of course, we've got some amazing mobilizers that have come on staff that will really help us continue to press um, toward the nations and into unreached people groups because um, that's still a crazy uneven thing going oh, on there with yep. like $99 <laughs> out of every 100
0: stays in reached areas, but then there's that $1 right. that we can get over to the unreached. And kind of like the same with uh, missionaries, right? Oh, like yes. 90 or 99% go to reached people groups, and yep. that one lone missionary is going to the place where no one's heard about Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, what can we do about that? I'm so glad. it's, that's, it's that's beautiful exciting. to
1: have that kind of like, I mean, the Lord gave us some amazing mobilizers, so excited for that. So I think for my role... You come together and you say, okay, what does it look like to really cast vision for what community, discipleship, um, those areas in our church? Um, and we've had amazing community groups. Mm-hmm. We just want to continue to cast vision and see what where God is taking us. And I feel like he's put some unique things on my heart. Um, I don't want to cookie cutter stuff. Uh, it can be a
0: tendency of yeah, like, totally.
1: well, wait, if we can do this right. and this and this, yeah. then everything will be okay. Right. Um,
0: we can build a really good model. Yeah. And that would be that would bring health, and we could just make everybody look like this. That would be success. Yeah, and, and it's just not true. Yeah, and so it's, the, yeah, building community groups and trying to do discipleship with a bunch of different people is a very nuanced thing. Uh, no doubt. So uh, <laughs> God bless you in this new role. <laughs> well, and it's really, like,
1: it's really exciting. God has done stuff in me and Laura and even our family to prepare us and a crazy way for our fourth role at Bridgeway, from youth oh, wow. to college to mission to really discipleship and mission, which mm. helps us really focus on our groups. And because I would say if we have healthy groups, then in 10 years, uh, we have we continue to have a healthy church. Yeah. Uh, and it's got to be built around something more than Sunday morning.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's a good jumping off point is why do community groups at all? Like... Isn't meeting with my church once a week on Sunday morning enough? <laughs> like, like, why? Why community groups? Talk to me about that. So we're gonna step on some toes. Bring it. Uh, because, I'm, I'm wearing sandals for that exact occasion uh, okay, today.
1: Okay, so there'll be a little bit of pain. Um, <laughs> man, we live in a culture, in my mind, where that once a week check in is kind of, especially Bible Belt, especially South. Man, we go, we get our fill, mm-hmm. and then we go do our life. Right. Um, and it just doesn't seem like that's how the Bible teaches actual biblical Christianity. And so when I think of why do we meet outside of Sunday, um, and you guys are going to hear, I will talk about this forever the next four (laughs) weeks, so just hang in there. I mean, there are over 61 another in commands in the Bible, especially focused on the New Testament. And there is no way to live those out with a Sunday morning hour and a half Mm. time together. Now, Does that mean none of them are worked out? Absolutely not. There is greeting and Mm -hmm. encouragement and love. There's confession of sin that's happening. There's prayer ministry. There's amazing worship. And there's amazing expositional teaching so that we understand the Bible. But it can't end with receiving some things on Sunday. It has to move to living out this thing with other people. I always... I mean, I think the way that I would always, in our blueprints class, uh, covenant membership class, are always going to go back to, if from the beginning it was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mm. why do we think we can do some sort of solo Christianity today? Like I got my fill. I said hi to some people, maybe even got a little prayer, and that should make me okay through the week. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, like there's deep abiding community with the Trinity Right? From the beginning. And so for us, we have to have deep abiding community with God and others. So it's got to go
0: beyond Sunday. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think about the the common illustration I've heard, like, especially growing up in, like, youth group and stuff. I heard, you know, you come to Sunday morning because throughout the week your tank got empty. And then on Sunday, you come and your tank gets filled and you, you get the spiritual gas you need to make it through the week. And that's just the wrong way to think about Sunday morning <laughs> and the wrong way to think about the Christian life <laughs> right. because uh, the church does not exist solely for you. You also exist for the church. And um, you, you. there are the, all these one another in commands you talked about are things that God has uniquely given to you to bring to your brothers and sisters at the church. And so just because you're not on staff does not mean you are not a leader in the church and like meant yes. to make a deep impact on the people you come in contact with. And I think what you're getting at is there's just not the time to allow for some of these large, important um, operations of the gifts of the spirit, like teaching and worship and 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 prayer and intercession and 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 even just the the joy of being in a larger body of Christians. There's just not time in that. Yeah. for every single person, in, especially in a larger church, to express their gifts. And so we must meet often elsewhere in order to fulfill um, what it means to be a Christian, what it means to, to obey these one another in commands. And in that, I think we get something a lot better than gas in our tank, right? Oh we, we discover our identity as the bride of Christ, and we are incorporated into a living, breathing body that is doing the work of Jesus in our neighborhood and in the world. And so, so like, so kind of like what's for you when you think about a biblical foundation for community, what passage do you run to?
1: So there's a primary, uh, which is uh, Acts chapter two. And I mean, this is, I mean, the Holy Spirit has just fallen. These men have repented. They've trusted Jesus. So there's been that moment when they said, my heart has been cut. Mm -hmm. We just actually murdered God in the flesh. Sure. And they ask, what do we do? And he says, repent, be baptized, and then what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then they're filled with the Holy Spirit, and then something happened. They started mm-hmm. doing some things, and they did not do these things for approval so that God would love them more. It was already shown that mm-hmm. God loved them fully through what he did on the cross, his resurrection, he overcame death, he overcame all their sin, Over all, all, all he overcame over all he overcame all all of our sin. There oh my it is. Gosh, let's yeah. try that four times. <laughs> and then this is what they did. Acts two. They devoted themselves to four things: the apostles' teaching, which is mm. the word of God come to us; fellowship, and it says the fellowship, which is important, to the breaking of the bread and the prayers. And then what happens? All comes upon every soul. Uh, wonders and signs were being done through their apostles. All who believed were together, had all things in common, selling possessions, belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And then I like this line. I underline it every time. And day by day attended temple, breaking bread in their homes, received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. That text for me has just brought life mm. um, and it's brought uh, encouragement and and it's brought rebuke, Mm. um, especially when I look at those four things. I can't, none of the other things can be, um, you don't know when God's going to do those things, the signs and wonders. and Adding to their number and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can't make God add to his number. right? Um, But what you can do is, in the power of the Holy Spirit, say, what does it mean to be devoted to the apostles' teaching? Mm. What does it mean to be devoted to the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayers? And so to me, um, when I think of like the biblical basis for community or community groups, because this was the church. Um, it, it, I, I don't know, in the West, somehow at some point we might have gone off a little bit from maybe what what God <laughs> had intended on some levels. I don't want to get too deep into that because we can <laughs> talk about that forever. But what we're seeing in Acts is the church being lived out. And so I want to say, what does it look like for us to actually be devoted to these things Outside of a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. because you read those things. I mean, apostles' teachings happens on Sunday mornings. We get a little bit of fellowship on Sunday mornings. Yeah. There are one Sunday morning a month we do communion, mm-hmm. and then we pray every Sunday morning. So some people could say, well, "There you go, got them.
0: We're done." <laughs> right? And I want to, <clears> but it doesn't sound like day by day devoting themselves to these things.
1: Yeah, right? and 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 I've I don't want to like talk about this too much because I've I I got to teach on it. But man, that devoted word. Mm-hmm. That's like a big word. It's right. not just that they think that the word and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers is a cool thing. Right. They gave themselves to those things. Mm-hmm. And again, my heart has been radically, shift, it's radically shifted over the last, I would say, six months from this passage and then from John 15, mm-hmm. which has really messed with me on multiple <laughs> levels. I won't read all of John 15, but go read it if you're listening. Um, it is really simple and really complex mm-hmm. Here, here's the pieces abide in me and i will abide in you and i think what if that's the call mm. for individual christians yes and sometimes in our western society everything's individual yeah go into our homes shut the garage door that's our home right <clears throat> but i think he's saying abide in me and then something happens mm-hmm. as we abide we begin to love mm-hmm. why because he first loved us and we were like this is his love for us so we begin to love others when we begin to love others, we begin to obey the scripture in loving others. So he mm-hmm. says, love one another as I have loved you in John 13. And we begin to do that because of our abiding. And then it actually, in John 15, leads to, it says, fullness of joy. And then it leads to more loving of each other. Mm. And then ultimately it leads to being and bearing witness to the world of the love of God for them. Yeah. And I thought, what if, in my simple little brain, what if what we said for bridgeway community and when we think when we look at the bible we say what if we abide in christ together what if we deeply care for one another and what if we pray for unbelievers and encourage one another to share the gospel and then people are like well what else I'm like man i don't know
0: <laughs> well, we can start there it feels like such a healthy yeah place rhythm. to jump yeah, off the board definitely help me help me process this so we have you know, I like these questions, like what if we we do these things if we devote ourselves to abiding in Christ? and maybe this is this a help, is this a decent way to say it? Like we like we can abide in Christ together by devoting ourselves to the apostle teaching, the apostle teaching the fellowship, the breaking of bread and into prayers? Is that? Is that one way to think about it? Like, can we combine those or do you want to, would you prefer to keep them separate? So what I would say when I'm thinking about,
1: and this is like, we're really focused in on Bridgeway community groups. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, I think there are some essentials. Okay. And abiding, what I would put in abiding is this idea of thankfulness together. Mm. So like, oh God, we are so grateful for what you've done. Like we start our community group every week and we just say, okay, what are we thankful for? Mm. And you know, it doesn't matter kind of where you're at um you, you could be at at a low point but say well i'm breathing today right. and i know that god is doing that in me um and i think that leads us to this worship prayer big requests uh opening the word communion like for me abiding really falls in those pieces so mm. the 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 thankfulness the word and communion like that's us like man we are we're doing this together but it's more vertical okay
0: Does that make sense? That does make sense. Um, Yeah, that does make sense. So when we think about abiding in Christ, when we think about um, praying together, being thankful together, um, I I think I can see like why that would be helpful and what that might create in our communities and how that might aid mission and even my own well-being. But underneath it all, why do we need to do these things together? Like, why community? Like, I think we've kind of talked about what does community look like but why do we need to be doing it at all like is it am i going to go to hell if i don't go to community group is that why i need to do it like is it because i'm missing out on something is it because this is the way jesus does something i'm just curious like why community at the bottom why Why is it there
1: uh, i mean again i'm a simple mind so okay. I, you're gonna i'm gonna keep going back to things um which I know, David. You're like I'm gonna let's 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 look at this from different angles, and I'm like I think I have one angle. <laughs> um, why community? Because there are over 60 commands in the Bible that we do something one another. So if I if I look at a list, and there's you know 12 times that it says love one another. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I do that outside of community? Yeah. Like, is it possible to really greet one another? Is it possible to forgive one another? If we're not walking through all the hard stuff together mm-hmm. um, how 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 do we um, actually confess our sin to one another yeah if 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 not within community right and now and now so is there a certain type of community or does that mean that meets on a nighttime at a certain day <laughs> right. of the week? I don't know right. that's where bridgeway and and you know we try to say, well, here's maybe a model, but I think my core is there's no other way to do the one anotherings outside of community. And then um, Francis Schaeffer has a book called The Mark of the Christian. Yeah. And what is it? It's that we love each other. Right. Well, what else? Nope. <laughs> no, and come on now, Francis. Yeah. Come on, Francis. Seriously, that's yeah. it? And he said, when you do that, mm-hmm. it shows the glory of God. Right. It shows the love of Jesus. And it actually shows an unbelieving world that they... um can be loved, yeah, and that they were created for a purpose, and that they, it, it, it's it's stunning in in John 17 that when we love each other and are unified, it, it literally says so that, mm-hmm. so that the world would know that the Father sent the Son. Right. Again, this will be repetitive some over
0: the next few weeks because it's just
1: where my heart keeps falling yeah. into.
0: And no, so I, th- I think simple. it's a really good answer, is to say that like why because it's like okay so why community? Then we said. Well, because there's, no, there's, all, there's over 60 one another in commands in the Bible and Christians obey the Bible. So in order to obey the Bible and it's one another in commands, we would need one another to do them. But then you got under that and you said, why are the one another in commands in the Bible? You said, well, because when we one another each other, we do it out of love. And when we love one another, we are showing the world Jesus. We are giving the world Jesus. We're 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 living out the gospel, and um, if I can if I can kind of just jump on just for go, if you'll go, let me go yes uh I, I as you were as I was because I didn't know how I would answer that question either that's I was like asking it to you and I was like how would I answer that question so I kind of was thinking, and. Um, Yeah, you have the simple, like, I'm going to give you one really strong Bible verse, (laughs) which is probably the best answer is, is why, why these one another in commands? Well, because it shows the world, Jesus, I think it's a really good answer. And I think there's, it might be helpful to couch that extremely central biblical answer, which I think is spot on inside of the wider story of scripture. Because I think one thing that's helpful is, well, then why did God want a group of people and why, like, why am I in a group of people? Like, I think that is such a, a weird thing that churches and Christians do. It's like, is it cause, just because we're social animals and we want to we want to be around like-minded people? And is that it? Is it just because you know, is it social Darwinism? Is that all it is, or is right. it something deeper that's going on in the in the storyline of history? And like, to give a brief overview of it. I mean, you think about how you talked about, let's start in the Trinity in the past, and God was in eternal communion with himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then whenever he created man in his image, it was not good for man to be alone. And so that man needed another, so he could one another. And then they could complete the mission that god put them on earth for i think that's such an existential question that people have always wrestled with is why is there something rather than nothing why am i here instead of nowhere and the answer given to adam and eve was that they might cover the world with god's glory that they might be his image bearers by being fruitful and multiplying and taking his image around the world together can you be fruitful and multiply by yourself no it's kind of a two-person deal Right, and so one another, they would one another each other and create more one another's, and they would take God's image around the world. Uh, Obviously, that broke, and then whenever that broke, what was God's plan for reversing the curse and bringing His light back into the world and His glory over uh, over to all nations? He picked another people, and it was Abraham and his family, and He said, "You're going to have so many children that they'll outnumber the stars in the sky." And what will that do? they will be a blessing to all nations. They will cover the world with my image. Well, they didn't do it either. And so now in Jesus, we have, who is the ultimate son of Abraham, the ultimate son of David. He now comes to us in the great commission and says, you're now a people and I need you to be together so you can be fruitful and multiply. And you're not going to do that now through sex and, and procreation. You're going to do it by teaching my gospel to the world. Yeah. And so why do we come together as a people? It's to fulfill the very reason why the earth was created in the first place, to cover the world with God's glory. And what we do is when we come together and we love one another, we are showing the world Jesus and we are, we are participating in the original creation mandate to cover the world with God's glory by showing them the love of Jesus. So I just think that's a cool way to think about I love it. The storyline of the Bible and why why community? Well, it's because God's always been accomplishing his purpose through community.
1: Well, and that is why I, I mean, even again, in these conversations, I love it because, you know, my brain is moving in a direction and it's 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 kind of locked in. Yeah. Because like, man, this is what, like, I, I talk about community, what it looks like all the time. Yeah. And so there's this your world job. I live yeah. in. And <laughs> so re- being reminded by you of like, oh my gosh, yes, it's a, like, It does start at the beginning. Yeah. And there is this redemptive plan from the beginning of time that we are participating in now. And the primary way we're participating in it today to be God's bride Mm -hmm. is through community and one
0: anothering to display his glory to the world. That's right.
1: Which is just unreal.
0: Yeah. It's because like God and like, isn't that how God loved us? He loved us in community. Like he didn't love us through an emotion. Yeah. where he was just like, I totally love you from far away. Like he came to us so he could show his love to us. So he could live out these one another in commands to us. So they're not like, we shouldn't think about community in such a way. where like, well, there's, there's all these commands and good Christians obey God. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. There is something intrinsic to the good life that God created us for that Jesus took on flesh and blood so he could live them out because they're so good that he could one another us that he says it's more blessed to give and to receive. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, there's something better about giving to someone else than keeping it for yourself. And so like the good life is a life of service in community to others. And you just can't do that in a siloed environment. You must put yourself around other people.
1: And and the good life, it's an upside down terminology with the world. Yes, 100%. Because everything's opposite. You don't serve. Right. You go take. Yep. You know, you get. Um, you All you do is receive. Uh, it's this, so it's where it's beautiful that Jesus has set us free, has come to rescue us and has done it so that he would be honored and glorified and people would see the good life Mm -hmm. that he lived and that he gets to keep living through us until he comes back and can, and like finishes it. Right. Yeah.
0: When, when the whole world will actually be covered with his glory as water covers the sea. Yeah.
1: Like, which is, uh, I mean... Which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, but that's like the the missional piece of yep. Bridgeway is Habakkuk 2.14, yes. that we want to see that accomplished and then flip it back to right now. How? Mm-hmm. Through, Through community. community. Absolutely. Wait, that can't, that's too simple. <laughs> Man, what if we get back to right what the Bible says mm-hmm. true community could look like, feel like, be like? Right.
0: So now, now that I feel like I'm a little more pumped about the why, let's get back to the how. And and maybe now that we've established, what, what are we doing this for? you know, the grand narrative of fulfilling our actual existence, you know, I feel like it's a little better now to go, okay, what? why devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching? You know, why devote ourselves to the fellowship? So maybe go through the the four and yeah. tie them into like why they're important and how they tie into the why and the broader story of what community is accomplishing.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, when I think of the apostles' teaching, and again, I, I don't want to be repetitive, uh, so we want to try to keep it simple, but the the word of God is how we know, hear, respond to God. Right. And so if it is not a centerpiece of our life and not just our individual life, and I know in our culture everything's individual, so it it seems like it's always about, man, are you getting up and are you spending your time in the Word? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, absolutely vital. Right. But we have to, as a group of people, like sit around the Word, why? Because actually when we sit around the wor- Word and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we can understand the Word. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we gather on, an, on a day other than Sunday, some people would say, well, we we did that. right? We gathered around the Word on Sunday. And I want to say yes, but it's why in 2020 we're actually going to, as a church, I think for the first time, I've been here 15 years, we're going to say... The whole body we're gonna read through the Bible mm-hmm. and we're gonna do it together, and some that feel that feels overwhelming, we're gonna do, man, you're gonna do the New Testament and you're gonna make it through the year, and it'll take you all the way through. some can do new, old, all of it, but I, I there's something about gathering around God's word, and i I cannot even wait until we get there and we've i just I can already see people's faces walking in being like okay, man, we, we all read in Hosea and John this week. Like, what did that do to you? Yeah. Like, what was God's word? It's living, it's active, it's sharp. Um, it's how he primarily, it's how we know truth. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that, and when we think community, a staple has to be the word of God. Yeah. And so, again, I, there's more, but when I hear apostles teaching, I immediately think we better be and put ourselves around the word. And that doesn't mean Bible study. Mm. So that doesn't mean that when we meet on Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights or Sunday nights that we have to spend the hour and a half um, opening the Word and just um, trying to either figure it out. or. But it's not just Bible study because that's a piece. Mm. But it's like when we're studying the Word, it's going to start telling us things that we can be doing together in community, which those things have to be lived out. Does that make sense? I think sometimes we can make community group a Bible study. Totally. Yeah, but I, in a Bible yeah. study we're missing, honestly, sometimes the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer.
0: Yeah, help me because I'm really intrigued by this. like, what what are some ways that we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching uh, in a community group on a Tuesday night that's not a traditional Bible study? Like, help so me
1: that. Th- there's one way that uh, in our community group right now, and it could be as simple as. Sam preached on mm-hmm. this text. right? So how do we devote ourselves to it? And so what we do is we might read that text again. Mm-hmm. And then we might say, is there anything that like hits your heart? Okay, but, man, that's awesome. And then I think the thing that sometimes it helps us is we want to walk away with what we call an I will statement. So when we engage with the word, we feel like it's calling us to something. Mm. And so we say, hey, this week, Man, from this text, we're devoted to the text. The text is calling us to something. So, how do you guys want to live that out this week? And then when you come back the following week, it's easy to say, "How did the like, did the words like did that impact you?" Mm. Uh, so does that make sense? So yeah. now some people might say, "Like, well, that, is that just a kind of a Bible study?" But we have to like contract it to a, "Hey, we've got about." 20 minutes or so as we yeah. walk through it, and please hear me, everyone. This is not the model for everyone. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is a way that that we're we're really piloting a community mm-hmm. group right now, saying, "Man, what could
0: be the what way here?
1: Yep. that these things could be lived out?" And you know what? We've tried. We tried to do them all every week. Oh yeah. Tell me how well that worked.
0: Yeah. Did it work really really well?
1: It was maybe not good. <laughs> um, and and what we realized is uh, that when we would come together and begin to do these things, which we'll still walk through here. Um, it's okay that the next week, you know, we were gonna do communion, right? Because it's like, well, we said communion every week. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit is yeah. moving, right, and can change things. Yeah, so. and so are the kids sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit uses the kids, the kids to distract us to possibly change the direction of
0: community group. So we'll talk about that in a few weeks. When that's I fine. think about apostles teaching, that's okay. kind of where I land. Great. I think and I think there's lots of ways that people can do that. Obviously, Bible study, um kind of like a man, what like what do you see here in this text? Where did it hit you? Um I know our community group has just like read read an epistle. Yes. With almost no discussion and we just read it. We just we devoted ourselves to Ephesians for thirty minutes and we just read it. Like that's And most good. people
1: would say, uh, but someone needs to teach it or or someone needs to give some sort of a right. This is how it make me feel. Right. And I was reading in Francis Chan Letters to the Church, and he said, You know, the book of Revelation begins with Blessed are those who will read this word aloud. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what he said? He's like So that night we read all twenty two yep. chapters, and he said it was glorious. It's glorious. Why? Because it's living, mm-hmm. it's active, it penetrates our hearts, and what the, the piece I would say that I want to see is sometimes the active word penetrates our hearts on Sunday morning, and we never talk about it to give us some action out mm-hmm. of it. And so I like there being some practicality. I'm kind of the practical guy. I can tell. Like, and and you know, I've gotten in all sorts of discussion about, but I mean, the gospel, right? The gospel will do that. Yep. I'm like, yes. But man, there's something about sharpening each other with what's going on in my heart because I can't see all of my, mm-hmm. all of my sin for sure. Right. But I got blind spots, and so to open the Word with someone else, and be like, I, "Oh my gosh, that is what—that's mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit's telling you," and I've needed that for a long time, and I've never seen it.
0: Right. Totally. I mean, yeah, it is a sword that pierces. Yeah. I also think about um, when Israel had. Um, just apostatized to the uttermost and everything was going terrible and how did God bring revival to his people like what was the thing that happened that utterly shook the foundations of Israel and put a good king on the throne and had a season of sweetness in Israel for a little while someone dusted off the Torah stood in the square and read the whole stinking thing And people were in the rain, and they were just tired of standing. But by the end of it, the whole nation just repents. And it's like, why? Because they just read the Bible. Read it. Read it. Didn't explain it. Just read it. Like, the the, the Bible definitely is something that we can unpack, explain, meditate on, talk about. But also, the Bible doesn't need me, you know? The Bible can stand for itself. And so... um, yeah, I think that's and good. It sounds
1: like that's what we mean when we say authority. Yeah, that's like authority. Yep. The, it,
0: it brings
1: an authority over us mm-hmm. and in us to change us through the power of the Holy Spirit to actually be able to live yep. the good life. The good life. As you said earlier. Yeah,
0: that's right. Okay, so the apostles teaching, what's the fellowship? Okay, the fellowship. Of the rain. Um,
1: that was my joke. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I'm so, I'm going to cry over I the
1: corner. It. I um, when you I ruined it. When you look at Koinonia... It it really means deep communion with God and or with people. Mm. I'm like, hmm, interesting. What if it meant deep communion with God and with people? Mm. So we take the or out. So it's like deep communion with God and people. Um, To me, there's this like intimate spiritual communion and, and really a participative sharing in a common spiritual, like a community. Yeah, totally. So when I think of the fellowship, It's this idea that in our midst, in our vulnerability, in our authentic, whatever we have that we think we can put out there to come together and be who we are um, in community with God, like praying for his presence and power to come. I think that part, the fellowship, is where we start deeply caring for each other. Like Jesus cared for us, Mm. which is an incredibly wild command. Yeah, definitely. Love one another. (laughs) Okay, so this is the fellowship. Yeah. If you, This is the stepping on toes. Love one another like Christ loved you. It sounds so like, like, yeah, we say it all the time. Right. I don't know how many people in my life I have loved
0: like Christ loved me. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's why it's such a devastating almost command when it comes because the command from Leviticus, Jesus does repeat, which is love your neighbor as yourself, right? But then later, I think it's close to communion, like whenever yes. he institutes communion, he changes the law. And says, I give you a new command, a new covenant, which is not love your neighbor as yourself, right? But love your neighbor as I have loved you. Yeah. How do, how have I loved you? Here's some bread. Break it. Here's some blood. Pour it out. Here's some feet. Wash them. And I'm like, can I just love them like I love myself? <laughs> Because we could just watch Netflix together because that's oh how I goodness. love myself.
1: <laughs> so that's so when we talk about the fellowship, this is where like you can't do this on Sunday morning. Yeah, totally. So you want to get like to the nuts and bolts of it? Yeah. When we're talking about the fellowship, we're talking about loving as Christ loved us, which means sacrificial, which means uh, uh, Philippians 2. Like, oh, uh, man, yeah. Like counting the needs of others as more significant than yourself. hmm Way. that it's it's countercultural,
0: right. but it is the good life. It is the good life.
1: Like which it it's hard because again <laughs> I I don't want to keep saying Western culture because that's right. not and there's sin in every culture problem yeah right. But there's this thing about us being about us and yeah. I know it's everywhere. Yep. But it feels heavy here and I I was as I was reading through that and 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 thinking about how do we deeply care for each other. It means when someone in your group is hurting, you have to actually change your calendar. Yep. What do you mean, change my calendar? Well, you had planned to go somewhere to do something tonight, but someone in your community group was in a car accident. To love them like Christ loves you is to be with them. Right. It's to be a presence. When we're in community group, it is actually when 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 it's time to pray for someone, a way to show them that we deeply care is that we pray for healing or breakthrough. We give prophetic words. This is like it's doing life. And so the fellowship, it reminds me of like old church. Like when I grew up, like the fellowship hall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fellowship hall is great, but it was for a moment. Yeah. And I think this day-by-day thing actually matters. And then I know in our culture people say, what do you mean day-by-day? I can't do that. I'm like, okay, what if we can? What if we break out of the lie that the enemy, which is all he's about, Mm -hmm. lies, right? Mm -hmm. Telling us what we can't do. Uh, Telling us how bad we are, uh, which on how bad we are, he's right. But we just tell him, thank you, Jesus, that he was righteous and perfect for me. Right. But he just gives us lies. And ultimately, we have to be able to say, okay, we're going to love because Mm -hmm. Christ loved us. Yeah. That's hard.
0: It is hard. And I love what you pointed out here with the fellowship being community with God and one another. Uh, whether we were like going to look up, you know, in a lexicon, Koinonia, and then look at the, the definition and then kind of rip out the or and try to make an argument for whether that's what they <laughs> meant. I think in the context of acts two, there's no other way to take it because mm-hmm. look at the flow of events. You have the people of Israel that are there to celebrate Passover. And then those who believe the message of the gospel are filled with the Holy spirit. They, they came to the temple To worship the god in the temple but now the god of the temple just made them the new temple so now god is in them and then they start to be fellowshipping with one another so god is fellowshipping in them taking up residence in them as they take up residence in one another's homes and so what does that sound like? That is the Holy Spirit, God, having fellowship with that person as that, that person has fellowship with one another. So, like, it's a God-man mix-up. You know, it's – it's and, like, you want to talk about <laughs> incarnation and you want to talk about the body of Christ. That's God-man stuff happening there. Like, that is some cool fellowship that's going on is, like, the fellowship of the Christian community is where heaven and earth meet, Like it's where we have, it's where we have communion with God and one another simultaneously. And like, that's a sweet place to be in.
1: Yeah. And it's not
0: with God. Right. And then
1: then later with one another. But the beauty of, and this is why in our community group, we do this thankful, man, we, God, we are grateful. And then immediately we move into, would you pour out your presence on us? Mm -hmm. Because if we're together and we don't have your presence. Right. It's not the good life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it's just life and yep. it's fallen life and mm-hmm. it's uh, joyless life. Yeah, so you I say, no, know, I mean, people that don't have the spirit, they can have some happiness, of course. But the good life is when we get and say, we need presence. We need to be marked by the presence of God. Yep. And that's what has to drive us forward. Yep. I mean, Francis Chan just asked so here's a question you can think about if you're listening Have you ever considered loving a fellow Christian as sacrificially and selflessly as Christ loved you? Mm. I mean, like well you kind of already said that earlier i know but francis chan said it so i want to give him <laughs> some credit it's a hard question it's a
0: hard question yeah and and it's and it's the and like i think the question begs us to then go back and i think it's meant to do this to go back and examine well what did christ do for me how mm. did christ love me and and like to make that a meditative question of Have you thought about how deeply he loved you? And I think it's what when as we start to realize the depths to which we realize that Christ has loved us is the depths to which we will love others. It's the it's the whole point that Jesus was making with the woman who washed his feet, right? She was like, She's been forgiven much, so she loves me much. Like, so we can all get to that place, and we don't do it by like, you know, screwing up our affections and really trying harder. (laughs) We do it by going back to the source and saying, like, maybe I missed how much you actually did love me, Jesus, like in the way you love me. And when so, and like, God's going to continually reveal that to us of, let me show you a little bit more of how I loved you. Let me show you a little bit more of what it costs to die. Let me show you a little bit more about how humiliating my incarnation was. And as he does that and peels back layer after layer after layer, our, our, our body will follow along in loving others. And like we have it's a it's a lockstep with yes with with Christ and okay so like you've just led us yeah. to the third one good what, what, breaking of the bread breaking
1: of the bread okay now again that can be can be a little bit debated it can be is that eating right. together okay yes sure because it was probably within this meal that they were having yes. But (laughs) the the division that
0: exists between the Lord's Supper and eating in our day didn't really exist in their day.
1: No, and most scholars are going to say this specific text was talking about the breaking of bread, the drinking of wine. To what? Mm -hmm. To dwell on the gospel. Right. So when I think of another part of community, if we gather and we, um, we are thankful to God for... All of these things in our lives and then we fellowship and care for one another as best we can hmm. but if we don't center it in the gospel
0: right w- again I it's not the good life <laughs> that is some of the worst life ever yeah and yeah. so
1: uh, w- I, so again I I know we talked a little bit off air it's not a you said prescriptive so it's not like you got to do this right. every time and this is the local church today that's right but man there's it's there Oh, yeah. And it's telling us something that when they gathered in their homes, they broke the bread white because what you just, mm-hmm. like you basically just summed up point three yep. yourself before we ever got there because that is the centerpiece. And, and in our coaching, we, we've got some, we're going, we've got a coaching cohort right now that's, we're putting people through some coaching training so that they can actually coach our community group leaders. And one of the, uh, what is coaching? It's an intentional relationship for working out the implications of the gospel in a person's life. Mm, that's we, good. That's community. Yeah. Like it's when you and I are in a conversation and something, there's an idol that's beginning to mm-hmm. shift and you're chasing the gospel steps into that. Definitely. Um, yep. And so again, I, d- does that the Lord's supper? Um, no. And yes, like right. there are implications that play out, but man, we did it uh, two weeks ago. We had the Lord's supper at our, we celebrated communion in our community group and it was beautiful. Mm. And it it was it was toward the end we were like oh gosh we're we running out of time yeah. um, but what it did is it centered us on like what is this all, all about that's good and so that's where we like that was that yeah. piece
0: I love that and then I know we're gonna have like almost a whole episode on this last one um, but talk to, talk to me a little bit about prayer or specifically the prayers <laughs> the definite article plural play, prayers. Um
1: you'll probably have to help
0: me a little I don't bit know if I can I haven't um, studied
1: it that's why That that Okay so I studied it okay. uh, and and you know I've got I mean I do some stock commentaries Oh man uh, and, oh, and, old John and, and a variety of others and ultimately there is no real conclusion on mm-hmm. the prayers Okay um everything that I read was it just kept saying prayer yeah. or the prayers it is this communication with God this, which is so simple, mm. like okay, communication with God, yeah, 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 I get it. Um, it, it. It just to to me as I was like reading it and studying it, it was like they are devoted to being together and crying out to the Lord. Mm. Now, because some people said, well, was that the Lord's prayer? Like, should oh, should, right. should they be? And it was, I mean, no, I don't think you can necessarily no, draw it back. No. And so most of what I read was, it is just contending for yeah. um, more of the presence and power of God, um, more of what he wants to do in our lives, and actually being people that not just individually pray for people, like on our own, I'm, I'm going to pray for my family today. But when we get together and pray, something happens like in Acts 4 mm-hmm. where building shakes, they were filled with boldness, and they continue to speak the word of God. Yeah. So I think what comes from prayer is power. Mm-hmm. And I think what comes from prayer is sanctification. I think what comes from prayer is uh, actually knowing intimately who God is mm-hmm. individually and corporately. so again that's it's one that we could talk about and we do in another episode. Um, but it's it's vital that if we're gathering that it's not a this is where I like it's not just a Bible study. we open the word, we talk about it, we hug each other, and we go home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just eating together, right, but it's like crying out. To the God of the universe for um, our needs on some level, um, for the needs of others, and that He would be honored and glorified mm-hmm. in every sphere, area of our heart and yeah. life,
0: so that His glory might cover the world.
1: <laughs> Isn't it that always? Like, yeah, that's where I we, love we get there. So that, yeah. So that changes so that. everything. It
0: does. We gotta. We just have to know. I feel like that. So much would change if we knew why we did the things we did as Christians. <laughs> Oh, you know what the, I mean? This is where you say, like, the why matters. The why matters. <laughs> because, like, why am I going to community group? Oh, because that was what I'm creating Eden again. The Garden of Eden is popping up in Edmond, Oklahoma, as I meet with my other Adam and Eves. You know, like, it's it's so cool that we get to join in what God's been doing. Yeah, so,
1: and so then what happens? What What's the rest? Now, it's not prescriptive, so it's not like... Do these four things, check them and off. And then it'll all be good. And guess what, guys? <laughs> Signs and wonders are gonna come. Yeah, right. No, but but in this story, yeah. their their hearts became generous. Why? Because they were dwelling on the gospel. Oh, right. How, yeah. do, you how do you not be generous? A selfish heart. Now again, we all have selfish hearts, mm-hmm. but how do you have one when the gospel is in front of you? Yeah. And when the the blood of Jesus that you know has poured over your life has brought forgiveness when you were Separated forever, like it, it, it just creates joy, generosity, gladness, and then it actually says favor with all the people. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot of these, yeah. It likes to put the all the people, but it was really encouraging as I studied that because it was like it goes back to John 13 and 17. Mm-hmm. Yep, what why favor? Because they look and they say, What these is this love, love? Each other, love? yeah, like they they actually sacrifice for one another and it's not because it's what it's going to give them right but it's because they saw their savior give them Mm -hmm. and then it's all i have to offer is what he's given me.
0: right and i know you mentioned this off air before we hit record uh before this episode uh you're like the one thing this text doesn't include that so many others include uh including john uh in in that section of jesus's teaching is persecution you know, but I, I even think about some of the letters you can read from some of the Roman leaders around the time of the early church. Oh, yes. Uh, and they thought that there was some kind of crazy orgy basically happening in Christianity because they loved each other so much. And so like, it doesn't mean just because we love each other, doesn't mean we're not going to like draw weird attention and always have favor with all the people. Nope. That was why they got dragged into Roman courts and, and were killed. Yes. So it's like there is a part of persecution to this too. So the good life sometimes means martyrdom, you know. But yes,
1: and you don't see it in the five verses here. Right. But you just keep walking you keep through going Acts. It and you'll see and it. all of a sudden you're going to see the way the church actually exploded was because they were living out these things mm-hmm. and then persecution drove them That's right. to the world. Acts 8. Oh. Yep. It's... it's it's pretty stunning. It really is. Of, of how God chose to, again, kind of upside down mm-hmm.
0: change the world. Which is just some another testament to like, God wants us to be in community because we need community. Like, we need it. We need. It's not good for us to be alone. And when we go to community, we commit ourselves, devote ourselves to him and his purposes, to prayer, crying out to him, to what he's revealed to us in his word. He does everything else. And sometimes he does it through weird things like persecution. Yeah. But he's going to build his church and he's going to cover the world with his glory. Like in the meantime, we all need to hunker down in community because we need it desperately.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll add this because this is coming up again in a couple of weeks, but what what I want to guard against mm. a little bit is the idea that if we hunker down in community, we never leave the room. Right. Yeah. Because so some people would say, Well, this it, these are they're devoted to these things in a place, let's say And so that's all you you do. But no, you leave the place. Yep. And and where you walk, you proclaim Mm -hmm. the gospel. It goes back to Deuteronomy 6. Like it's the the word of God is on you. It's in you. It's coming out of you. And in a few weeks, we're going to actually unpack. Because I think the piece that could be missing today, like you talked about community and like what it means. And then you didn't really talk about mission. Right. It's like, well, because God adds, first off, we don't. But we're gonna give you some practical tools for your community groups of what does it mean to pray for unbelievers? Because if you're not praying for them, mm. there's a problem. Yep. Um if you're not engaging unbelievers in your life, there's also a problem. And honestly, if you're not sharing the actual gospel with unbelievers, and we can go all into that at any other yep. time. But
0: I just wanna make sure That's good. we're
1: not saying like, come together.
0: Right, monastic movement, move into a monastery and do these things. We're not saying it's pull like out of the world. Afterwards, they also went to the temple day by day, and the word of God was on their lips. And people were yeah. drawn. And people were drawn, and God yeah. added to their number. How? Because they were on mission. It's, yeah, it's so it's beautiful. all in there. Yeah, all right, well... We pushed, we pushed our time limits, of course but I don't did. even care. It was great. <laughs> well, awesome. This has been good. I'm really looking forward to talking about um, the gifts in community and kids in community and then finally missions in community. So uh, you guys want to stay tuned for this, uh, this series. We hope it's helpful. It's definitely been helpful for me already. So uh, Andy, thanks for today and thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast, where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BridgewayOKC, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchOKC. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.